So What is a podcast from The Gathering at Crossings Community Church. This podcast exists to help young adults navigate real life and cultural topics in light of what the Bible says. The Gathering meets weekly on Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. at Crossings Community Church. It is a place for young adults in their 20s and 30s to belong and be known and become like Christ. We hope you enjoy the podcast. Uh, hey guys, welcome to So What. Thanks for tuning in. We're really glad you're here. My name is Paige. This is Oakley. And Andy, let's go. Woo! Uh, We just want to kick off today with uh, what are our wins this week? I mean, I I came to volleyball on Sunday uh, and did pretty good, if I do say so myself. She was great. I was on the other team. I was good. I have a a quarter-sized bruise on my hand to even prove it. You're going going hard at volleyball. Really going hard. Here we go. (laughs) Gonna do it. Do it with gusto, you know? (laughs) I mean, weekend or week win, I don't know. I mean, I, I got some good sleep. Hey, that, that I is slept good. That's at, at this win. point in my life, that's a huge win. That's a huge <laughs> win. So yeah, that's about it. Um, my win is this is my birthday this week. Woo-hoo. Let's Yay. go. Twenty five. Here we go. So quarter life. Here we go. Quarter life. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> we just don't think about it too much. I'll be fine. It'll be great. But my friends in town, so we're gonna have a good time. So that's my win. Um, less of a win. Red flags and dating. Bad segue. Good topic. Wah, wah, wah. But great, great topic. Great topic. Needed topic. The people need to hear it. Um, and we need to talk about it because it's a fun one. Um, but basically, before we launch into that, we just kind of want you guys to know why we're talking about it and our heart behind it. Um, you guys have all dated or tried to date it, I'm sure. And so you know that there is no perfect formula for this. There is no exact way to do it but our goal in this is to just kind of provide you with a framework and some ways to just kind of think through dating and to think through um, the process and who you're dating and how you're dating in a way that uh, honors the other person and honors the lord and that you can just do it wisely mm-hmm. and just bring wisdom to the conversation well let's be honest like this i in young adult mystery this is probably the conversation that we come up you know with the most when we meet with people all the time when we do a dating series at the gathering it is the most well attended consistently. There's no drop off over a four or five week. People are on the series. edge of their seats. They, they kind of want to know, right? So, yeah, we thought this would be a good one to cover. I I am though. I just disclaimer here for Oakley here speaking. In case you're <laughs> just not watching the video, uh, if you want to uh, be set up and I just arrange your your dating or marriage <laughs> life, I'll go ahead and do that for you. So just come talk to me. I think That's that dangerous we should, waters right there. <laughs> I, I need you to know that Oakley's life goal is to set up a couple yes. and see them all the way through to marriage. To so marriage, and this could be the one story and do the wedding. Now. And you would do the wedding. right? Oh sure, sure, I'll sure. sure. Oakley, okay, you do a great wedding. wedding. I believe in you. you do a great <laughs> Anyways, hey, back. Hey, as a dad, though, let's be honest. Like. Arranged marriages. I'm a big fan now. I'm a yeah. big fan. I, I think I could. I think I could do pretty well <laughs> picking out the spouses for my kids. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's our next so what podcast. Well, stay tuned. We'll see if we we go back to that <laughs> or don't. We probably won't. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. So first red flag. Just reading the vibes down a little bit. They're not pursuing Christ. And so when we say someone's not pursuing Christ, what do we mean by that? Because I can take a lot of different. Uh, pathways, a lot of different ways people can interpret that. So what do we mean by that when we say it? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think that when we think about marriage, and let's just be upfront, like when we talk about marriage here on, on this podcast, we're talking about it from a biblical view. And that is that this is a covenant relationship for life, right? Like we use a lot of the the words like, hey, we're not looking for a good time, we're looking for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And so when, we, when we're going to talk about this, that's what we're talking about, a biblical view of dating even though the word dating is not in the Bible, we can take some principles from Scripture and apply them. So yeah, this first one is that a red flag that they are not pursuing Christ. It, it makes me think of 2 Corinthians 6, 14 and 15. Paul writes, Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what partnership has righteousness and lawlessness? 
Or what partnership has light with darkness? Or what harmony has Christ with the devil? And what has a believer in common with an unbeliever? Mm-hmm. And so, like, since we're talking about a lifetime, like, the foundation direction of, of a relationship should be the same. And if we're going to date someone in the goal of marriage, why would we date someone that is not pursuing the same thing we are? Like, there's a... That's good. It's almost like this this tension, like you hold, you know, like a, a rubber band or a bungee cord, mm-hmm. and like when you when you hold the ends together, it's not a big deal. But as as you pull apart, like the tension grows and grows and grows, and eventually it breaks. And so I just think that this idea is like that. I in, in a pursuit of Christ in my mind really comes down to a couple words that they actually rhyme. So I always remember it. <laughs> Are they submitted and committed to Christ, mm. not just attending church? Like, there's a big difference. I mean, like, there's a big difference right. between being submitted and committed to following Jesus and attending a church service once a week. So when you say submitted, what does that look like in practice? Well, I, th- I mean, practically a lot of ways. Um, my first thought is, like, who is the authority over your life? Mm-hmm. Like, are you the authority? Your feelings, your urges, your fears, your insecurities, is that what is that the end-all, be-all? Um, is it um, loneliness and just not being lonely? Is that is that what drives your life and, and that fear of being lonely? So to me, it's more of an, an authority of like, hey, I'm going to submit not just to uh, the, the forgiveness and, and, and salvation I have in Christ, but also the way in which God's word instructs me to live my life. Mm-hmm. And so to me, it's that submitted and committed. It's, it, it is because you can be committed to attending church but not submitted. You could hear a sermon and be like, oh, that's good for everybody else to hear, but not for me. Yeah, right. Well, and, and last thing I'll say on this is I, there's verses in Scripture that talk about the Lord commanding, hey, pick one side or the other. Don't be lukewarm in this. Yep. Like, Pick to be with me or not with me. And I think that that can very much apply to your own life, but also just the person that you're dating and your relationship. Um, if you're someone that's saying, I want to go all in with Christ— it's not going to be practical to date someone that doesn't have that same mentality because mm-hmm. uh, it's not like you yeah. even yourselves out. It's okay. You're, you're slowly more than likely going to start to become more lukewarm, if you will, uh, than hot and on fire for Christ. If you're not paired with someone that has that same trajectory. Yeah. So I, I, I agree. I think a, a good quick filter to think through is like, did they, were they committed to church, uh, to following Christ before you came along? Yeah. Right? Or is that just a response to like, hey, I know you're into that, and that's a big thing for you, so I'll do that. Um, you know, Did they go to church before you did? All that kind of stuff. Because there's a big difference between attending church and being committed and submitted to Christ. Mm-hmm. So, that, yeah, that, think, that, that's a red flag because you're just on two totally different trajectories. Right. Right. I think, too, when someone being submitted to Christ, it shows a humility in their life that you want and someone yep. that you're dating. If they're submitted to the Lord and His will and not theirs, they're submitted to the authority of elders in a local body of a church, like that shows that they have that humility to grow and just be humble as a person, which is something that you want in a partner. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, it's just a big one. Yeah. I mean, first red flag in. Yeah. We're talking foundational stuff. Like this is again for a lifetime. Yeah. And so why would you, in the, in the most important things in your life, connect yourself with someone and those things are not the most important thing in yeah. life, let alone even on the radar, maybe. Yeah. You know? So they may be hot and they may be good looking, they may be good to dance with and have a great time on a Friday night. But like when life happens, when you make big life decisions personally as a couple, as a family, you want to be on the same page on the most important thing in your life. Yeah. That kind of leads us to question number two, um, red flag number two, I guess, is they're not 
committed to biblical community. And so when we say the term biblical community, kind of like pursuing Christ, that can be kind of an ambiguous term. I know people have different kinds of community in their life. They have friends, people they go to church with, they have family. So what does biblical community look like? And what does it mean to be committed to it? Yeah, I mean that kind of what oh, Oakley, what'd you got? Oh no, no, no. Go I was I was just looking as as we're we're thinking about this idea of biblical community. Um, a book that comes straight to my mind is Proverbs and mm-hmm. just the the warnings it gives and the encouragement it gives and the instruction it gives. And there is a verse that hits me in the core every single time I read it. Proverbs eighteen one that says, Whoever isolates himself seeks his own desire. He breaks out against all sound judgment. And if I'm being really honest with my own desire, I know that so often it's warped because I'm sinful and I'm broken. And if I don't have a good soundboard in regards to Christian community or, um, I mean, obviously the Holy Spirit plays a big part in that as well, but just other people that are submitted and being led by the Holy Spirit to speak into that. I'm so often led by my own emotions or my own feelings. I just, I know that about myself and the Lord knows that about his people. And so that's why he gives instruction uh, in these types of verses where, you know, he he encourages us to be reminded we're made to live life with others, uh, especially if you're a believer, others that are pursuing the Lord as well. And when you're dating, we've all been there. You start dating the new guy or girl. It's exciting. Feelings are high. And of course, you probably think they're the most handsome person or beautiful woman you've ever laid your <laughs> eyes on. And so all of those things combined can kind of cloud our judgment in a sense uh, to keep us from really seeing, is this person actually the person that Wait, I want So you're to saying that having feelings for someone might <laughs> affect the way we see them? Like, you're kidding. No you know, way. <laughs> you know, maybe. It's never happened. Maybe, yeah. No, I, I even if they're a great person, a great godly person, you know, it still is. It can be overwhelming, especially whenever you're. Well, it feels good to that. be liked. Yeah. yeah. Like it, yep. And it and it's hard to self-diagnose and stop that, right? Like it right. feels good to be pursued. It feels good to be liked. It feels good to have plans on the weekend with somebody that's like, hey, I like you. And so, yeah, that that's gonna shade how we how we see things. And I think this biblical community idea, you know, it's not just community. Like you can find community in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. But again, what, what are we talking about? We're talking about Christian marriage, people who are following Jesus, looking for a lifetime, not just a good time. And so, man, why would you not want someone who is submitted and committed to not just Jesus, but other, other Christians speaking into their life to give that wisdom that maybe we don't have? Um, and so like, I, I think about Hebrews 10, 23, 24, and 25 says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir one another on to love and good works, right? Like, so that happens in community. Like, we we can spur one another on. Like, we can encourage Mm -hmm. to, yeah, keep going, or maybe you should stop dating this person. And so, like, if, if the person that you're thinking about dating doesn't have that, like, Paige, you mentioned earlier, like, is there a humility or a pride issue that does not allow them to let other people speak into their life. Like, do, are they like, yeah. hey, no, I'm the master of my world, and who, who are you to speak into me? Like, that's that's a pride. Absolutely. That, that is a red flag. That's a know? red well, flag. And, and to think about kind of that old saying, I remember my mom saying this all the time, you know, you're going to start looking like the people that you surround yourself with. And so 100%. thinking about, okay, if I'm going to date this person, who do they surround themselves with? Is it a, no one, B, the wrong community, or C, godly community. And yeah. I think A and B present just an array of problems when they're not surrounding themselves with people 
that are on the same path they are, making them more like Christ because uh, it just, it can be not always, and, and that's with all these red flags, you know, there's, besides kind of just submitted to the Lord, that's very much non-negotiable. With this, there's a lot of different reasons. If you're moving to a new town, maybe you don't have like that set community yet. Yeah. And so, you know, we're not going to say you can't date someone because they're figuring it out or they're trying to find the friends and it hasn't happened yet. But is their heart in the place where they want to surround themselves with those kinds of people? Yeah, yeah. That's important. And then once they do, what are those types of people creating within that person? Like, yeah. how are they influencing that person for better or for worse? Absolutely. Yeah. I think you brought up a good point, too. For me, at least when I've, like, dated in community, it's been so helpful because they point out my blind spots. Like Andy was saying, like, whenever you first start dating somebody, like, you think they're the best person ever. Like, you're like, okay, like, they're the best person I've ever dated. They're great. They're wonderful. They're this. They're that. And so... Oftentimes, like, my community's been there and be like, hey, like, have you thought about this? Have you seen this? Or, like, we're seeing this behavior. Do you think that's indicative of other things? And so they're mm -hmm. just kind of able to kind of take those love glasses off and have you, have you really evaluate the person that you're dating, which I think is really helpful Well, and, as well. Yeah, I mean, maybe to close out this point, I think biblical communities, like, if they're not willing to let other wise people who love Jesus speak into their life, that's a red flag. Absolutely. Red flag number three, they're dating out of desperation. Oh, man. Oh, man. I mean, <laughs> this one, y'all, we see this one a lot. I feel like a lot of us have been there before. It's not a pretty place, but it's a place we all kind of find ourselves a lot. So I mean, why it, is this it, a red flag? If, if there's not a better way to describe how we date in high school, <laughs> it's out of desperation. Yeah. Right? We, we are bored. We want to be liked. We want something to do on the weekend. We want... To have a social status like, hey, someone likes me. I'm I'm valuable to somebody. But I think sometimes that just that continues to go. And, and we start dating not out of um, intentionality, uh, but dating because we are desperate for not to be lonely. We, we date um, so that we have a full calendar, so that we can feel that value. Um, you know, so I, it, it just it's filling a void, right? And so... Yeah. I would say in my years in ministry, this is probably one of the biggest mistakes people make is they are making a dating decision out of a, some sort of desperation or void in their life, and they think some person is going to fill that, mm -hmm. that they're going to meet their greatest need. And we know that God only, God is, he meets our needs. Um, and so that, that that's a big red flag. If, if, if you see somebody and, then, and you get the sense of, hey, they're, they're just... Maybe they're serial daters, and they're just dating, 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 and they can never be single. Mm. Like, that might be a red flag, that they are yeah. dating out of desperation. You know, I think Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. And so our understanding, oftentimes in dating, is our fear. Yeah, It is our insecurity. That's how what we understand is, I, I, I need, I feel this, and so I'm going to go take care of that. Mm -hmm. Instead of trusting the Lord with all of your heart and in all your ways, including dating. And that's a whole other conversation. What does it look like yeah. to hand over that trust to the Lord? But yeah, I mean, dating on desperation, I would say nine out of 10 times when I see things go badly for people in dating, it's mm -hmm. one of the two people are dating out of desperation. Well, and I think too, for this point, like I've been there at some points, I know a lot of other people have. And I think at least for me, when that desperation happens, it usually comes when there is something on either my relationship with the Lord or my life or my behavior that I don't want to address. And so I don't want to be alone, be filled with the Lord. I'd rather chase something tangible. You need a distraction. Exactly. Yep. It's rather distraction yep. rather than 
me dealing with my things in my life. So I think I mean, that's another way to say it. They're dating out of distraction. distraction. Exactly. Because yeah. that's just a red flag of someone who is running from things in their life yeah. is what it boils down to. Yeah. Well, and the sad thing about that is when, when we date out of desperation, we're actually using people. Yeah. We're not honoring them. We're not loving them. We are using them to meet a need that I have. And so I'm, we're, not, we're not treating our brother and sister in Christ the way that Christ told us to do, to love one another as I have loved you, mm-hmm. right? And that's sacrificially. That's like, hey, I, I'm, I don't... So that's, I think that's the, the, the other side of that coin that's, that's really sad is like when we date out of desperation or distraction, mm-hmm. we're actually using people instead of honoring, caring, and loving for them. And you had a good point with using people. I read a quote one time um, because I was guilty of this in college. I know other friends that were as well. I was like, okay, well, like, they know it's not serious. I know it's not serious. Like, we both know, like, we're not, this is going worse. Like, it's totally fine. The flirtation The flirtation ship, <laughs> the situation ships. We know them, we love them, we hate them. They lead nowhere. But... I think there kind of is that justification of like, okay, well, like they know where I stand and I know where I stand and it's fine. And so there's just that just because you're both aware of it doesn't mean it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oakley, you're kind of quiet on this one. Oh, y'all said it. Y'all covered it all. (laughs) Yeah. Y'all covered it all. All right. (laughs) All right. Red flag number four. They have obvious or not so obvious unrepentant sin. And so what is unrepentant Mm. sin? I think it's a term we have to kind of define in that one. Yeah, man. This one, um, Okay, so repentance, right, just means that, hey, we're gonna we're gonna follow Jesus, and when, and when God's word, when His Spirit convicts us of something, then we we turn from that thing, we turn back to the Lord, yeah. right? And and so when we talk about unrepentant sin, um, it's hey, a habit, a hang up, um, you know, something that we know, or other people know, like that's not good, and we're like, well, God will forgive me anyway. I'm gonna keep yeah. going. Like that's unrepentant. That's a heart of uh, that's a hardened heart. Yeah. And so, and like we said, like sometimes it's obvious, right? Maybe they they just treat people terribly, or uh, maybe they have a you know drinking problem. Every weekend it is go town on Friday night, right? Mm-hmm. So, like I think of First Timothy five twenty four. I love this verse. Um, it says, "Remember the sins of some people are obvious, leading them to certain judgment." Meaning, like we like you see it right away. Right, but others, but there are others whose sin will not be revealed until later. And so sometimes, like it's obvious, sometimes it's not. Right, Taylor Swift and blank spaces. Right. Oh, I'm Aiden a, Taylor Swift I, lyrics. Hey, I'm, I'm a nightmare dressed as a daydream. <laughs> da, da, da. Like I mean that that's that's First Timothy five twenty four. Yeah. Like it's hey, like we want like so some of that may take time, but some of it's not. That's why you need community. Like, Bingo. hey, I've seen this person. I work with this person. You know, red flags. Stay away. But sometimes you know, like they put on, you know, a good charm and. But anyway, I, I just think that when there's obvious or, or not so obvious, like we need to be discerning and be ready to, to say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to let you work on that without me next to you. Right. I think that's important as well. Uh, the savior complex is pretty oh, common yeah. to yeah. come by, you know, and, and we've all felt that like we can step in and help. We can we can be the savior of sorts and pull them out. They're different with me than they've been with <laughs> anyone else. And in all reality, um, they I'm not a big believer in there has to be this set timeline for every person as far as like how long they haven't struggled with this or yeah. um, how long they've been free of whatever or this amount of time they've had to mend from their past relationship. But I will say like it, it's important to take those things into consideration, yeah. see how they have grown, what steps they are or have taken um, and then make a wise discerning decision of, do I, you know, am I prepared to walk into this 
or should I give that some time? They're still growing. And, yeah. and same for yourself, like knowing where you're at, do I need time to just grow with the Holy Spirit, just yeah. grow with the yeah. Lord? Mm-hmm. Um, so it goes both ways, being honest with yourself and then being honest also with someone else, especially if they've been open with you. Like you said, Andy, sometimes you're not going to know necessarily what's going on in their heart. Only the Lord does. But um, sin does not stay in the dark for a long time. Like at some Amen point, yep. you know, those yep. those things will always begin to creep out and they're going to impact us greater than we could have ever imagined. So yeah. it, it won't stay well, hidden for I, too long. I so. think that a lot of it might be just the posture of, of the heart of the person because no, no one is perfect, right? Yep. And we're not, we're not trying to say only date perfect people because guess what? You'll be single the rest of your life. Yeah. Because they're not perfect, and neither are you. And so there is that discerning wisdom of community, of God's Word, of God's Spirit that says, hey, who is this person? Um, but also, and we'll get to it more in a minute, but who am I? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are the things that I have in the dark that w- that need to be in the light and that I need to deal with? Like, So I, I think you know, Galatians 5.19 says, The acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. Whoa, that's a list. (laughs) But he says, I warn you, as I did before, but that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. So, man, that's a pretty obvious list, Mm -hmm. right? But but the way our culture, a lot of that list is usually hidden. Yeah. Because there's shame, there's embarrassment. And so, you know, we we need to be patient. I, I just think there's some things that are obvious. Addictions are obvious. Mm-hmm. They have an anger problem. That's obvious. They dishonor people. They treat people poorly. That's obvious. Um, and so I think it comes down to a lot of just that, the, the motivation, the posture of their heart, that humility that we talked about earlier. Yeah. Of, are they actually dealing with it or are they just aspiring to deal with it? So that brings up a good point. So kind of where the rubber meets the road here. Like I've heard, and I think we've all been in situations where someone's dating someone and they're confessing like what they're struggling with. Like I'm struggling with porn. I'm struggling with gossip. I'm struggling with anger. And so you're already in the relationship with that person. Like what what do you do? Like how do you navigate that well? Well, I think the, the first question that comes to my mind is asking yourself, is this a is it helpful and loving to them for me to continue to date them while they deal with that, right? Because well, let's, let's just let's just take the the the, the a common issue. Let's say someone says, "Hey, I, I'm struggling with, with pornography." Like, okay, um, since that is a sexual thing, is it wise to then be in a relationship with someone in in the in the throes of that struggle? Um, because that's a temptation right there in front of you, right? And so I. You know, and that's a hard conversation. I'm like, you know, maybe right now is not the right time for us to be dating. Because um, I think you can accomplish a lot more, much more quickly when you're single. And I would tell every single person listening to this, like, deal with the issues while you're single. Because there, I heard one time that, that, and this is so true, there's no such thing as marriage people problems. There's only single people problems that we bring into our marriages. Mm-hmm. And so if that's the goal. Man, let's 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 tackle these things before we we connect ourselves with someone, and now they're along for the journey with us. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, there's a, a lot I could say on this, but um, yeah, I mean, if there's some obvious things like that, love them well by by stepping away, like that. As we look to honor one another as brothers and sisters in Christ, like man, I love you enough to say, let's go work on that, but I don't need to be your primary you know, disciple or, yeah. or accountability partner. Like you need to go to your community and let them 
go to war on sin in your life and so that you can be free from that enslavement. So I don't know. Absolutely. And I think something that's important to note too on this point particularly is like, you're not, like you said earlier, looking for a perfect person. Like you're not going to find someone who doesn't struggle with anything ever. You're not going to find someone who never slips up in their sin. But what you're looking for here is a pattern of someone who has a humble enough heart to work on their sin and to surrender that sin and to bring it into community. I would say arguably one of the greatest gifts that you can give a spouse as you walk down the aisle is the assurance that you've done a majority of the hard work before. It's like, I have, I have dealt with these things in my life so that I've, I, I've unlabored myself or unburdened myself of all this stuff. Yeah. Um, not that it doesn't continue to be a struggle or, uh, you know, but that's one of the greatest gifts single people can do for their future spouse is deal with the baggage now, deal with the sin struggles now, so that on that day you say, hey, sweetheart, I've, I've done, I love you and I've done the hard work for you and for us for the last 10 years, five years, whatever. That's good. Oakley, any other thoughts? Nope. All right, we're rocking and rolling. Fifth and final red flag. Their behavior needs justification. <laughs> Andy laughs. <laughs> I think we've all been there. We've all been dating to someone, talking to someone, guys and girls, where they'll do something and you're like, well, like they didn't really mean this, or that's not really their heart behind this, or that kind of just didn't come across what it was supposed to. Um, and so why is this such a red flag having to do this repeatedly? Yeah. Well, yeah. This brings us full circle. We just start, started with the fog of love, right? Right. Fog yeah. of right. love. Well, you look at everything else, you know, that we've talked about. Do they love the Lord? Are they in community? You know, are they in this unrepentant cycle of sin? And all of these things to varying degrees can be justified in some way, or at least we can convince ourselves that they can be justified yeah. in yep. some way. Um, which pushes us to compromise because maybe we're at a place in our lives where a sense of humor means more to us than if they're going to be in the word daily, you know? And, and that's that's a hard question to think about for yourself. Like what really, if I think about the actions that I am putting forth, do they line up with like what I say my convictions are, what I say my priorities are? Uh, and I've, I've found myself in that place before many a times where um, I would hear messages like this or podcasts like this. I mean, I remember in my dating years, I would just anything that had this sort of title like dating, how to's, how to get married. I'm like, yep, <laughs> I'm clicking on that because I want to know. And so I would listen to these things that would have warnings and say I'm in a relationship that I felt uneasy about for a long time. I would hear these things and then I would in my mind go through this mental checklist of like how I could somehow justify certain behaviors or certain qualities or aspects of that relationship. Or savior complex and redeem that in them. Sure. Uh, I I can step in. I can help. And same for myself. When I haven't been at my healthiest and I've been dating, you know, I can justify my behaviors because, well, I've walked with the Lord for X amount of years and it'll work itself out instead of actually doing the hard work to get healthy. And so uh, I think this goes along well, Andy, with what you just said. Do the work uh, initially um, and, and start that that heavy lifting now to take hold of your sin, submit that to the Lord yeah. and really deal with it. Um, and then be honest with the people that you're in relationship with in romantic relationship with, you know, are you consistently uneasy in your spirit? Are you consistently uneasy in your heart? Is your community consistently bringing up <laughs> things that are worth looking into? Or, you know, are you, are you able to walk forward in peace knowing this is a good thing? Even if we're not perfect, even if we're not the finished product, it's a good thing. thing. You were up a really good point. I remember like just kind of like turning the red flags onto yourself. One of my first dating series, I came to the gathering a few years ago and I was sitting through it and it was like, have someone who was submitted to the Lord and in his word daily and all of these things. And I was like, oh, if I'm wanting that, 
I have to be that. Like, I don't yeah. have, I can't expect that out of someone that I'm dating if I'm not willing to do the work to be that myself. 100%. And so just really yeah. convicting on Well, because on a red flag conversation like this, it's really easy for us to be like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to watch. I'm going to get my, my radar up, and I'm going to watch them, and I'm going to judge yeah. them, and I'm going to, so without ever others. turning the mirror on ourselves and say, hey, am I the kind of person I'm the, the person I'm interested in is interested. Yeah, in. that's a hard like realization that, oh, man, too. That's, that's some real talk like that because all of a sudden we got to look at ourselves first. And no I would say, no one likes doing that. Oh no way! But like that, that's what we want. Right? Yeah. Right? Like that's that's what we want. Mm-hmm. It's not fun. It's not. But you know, like just a personal example. We can cut this if it doesn't work later. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like a couple of years ago, like I'm looking like man, you know, so and so they're so in shape and whatever and. Like, I'm like, I'm tired and I'm, I'm whatever. And then it dawned on me like, well, maybe I should work out. Mm-hmm. Like maybe I should actually do the hard work. And so that was, and I didn't want to hear that because I had to wrestle with the fact that I'm lazy. Yeah. And that I want comfort and I want to eat what I want to eat and I still want to look great. Well, those two things aren't compatible. <laughs> right. And so yeah, I think even, the, even this list, you know, like addictions, dishonesty, gossip, anger that we talked about, like. I think we could justify anger by calling someone passionate. Mm-hmm. Like they're just a passionate person. Gossip. They're just concerned about others. They yeah, just want to help people. Yeah. Like they, they're, they're so thoughtful of other people that they talk about them constantly. <laughs> like, you know, like it's just easy to do, yeah. especially when we have that, that fog of, of uh, infatuation. Um, it, it just makes, makes things more difficult to discern. Yeah. I think it's an easy trap to get into. I think we've all been into it. I have. I know you have too, just where you're like justifying kind of the red flags that we're finding in people and in who you're dating. And we probably just need to just honestly, every single person in this room and th- that are listening, we just need to admit that we have blind spots. Absolutely. And just say, God, show me my blind spots. Bring people in my life that will show me my blind spots. Which brings us back to community and why there that's we go. so important. That's why you got it. Yeah, absolutely. Really just full circle, a little bow on that <laughs> one. Uh, so what? The title of the podcast, our goal here is to give you some stuff where the rubber meets the road. We don't want you to just think about dating theoretically or anything like that, but just kind of how you can do this and do this well and just provide you the tangible list kind of going forward of kind of things you can just go through to see if someone's actually submitted to the Lord if they just kind of give it lip service. So Oakley, yeah, take it away. A couple so what's we have is just some questions to just be considering and asking yourself as you step into dating someone uh, and wanting to get serious with someone for the purpose of, okay, I want to get married someday, so who can I date that will in turn like allow me to step into a godly marriage in the future? Uh, so first question, how do they view God? goes back to, are they submitted to God? Are uh, they giving their lives over to the Lord? And what do they think about God as him being the authority in their lives? Because this is going to inform ultimately their values and then their trajectory of where they're going to end up someday. Yeah. Uh, how do they view the local church? Are they just attending or are they actually serving and committed to being a part of a local church, being a part of the bride of Christ? Is this a priority in their life? Thirdly, do they love God's word? If we believe that God's word is living and active and helpful for all things that we encounter, do they love it? Are they going to actually read it and commit it to their heart? Fourthly, do they respect you with their words and actions? You think of the one another statements, one another statements in scripture. <laughs> uh, you know, are are they going to value you and respect you and care for you in the way that Christ would ultimately care for His church? 
Uh, fifthly, how do they treat others? This is a big one. You can look at the ways that they even treat their family and their friends, but also the waitresses at a restaurant or the person they're going to come across in a grocery store. Or specifically the person that disagrees with them. The yeah. person that, that disagrees with them. Absolutely. Yep. So looking at their interactions, how do they treat others? Uh, the sixth question, how do they use their time and resources? God has given all of us a set number of days. And so how are we going to use those days well uh, and use it for the purpose that we've been put here, the mission that God's given us? And then finally, how do they respond to disappointments and trials? Again, it's not just going to be all rainbows and butterflies whenever we get married someday, you know, and and that's that's not marriage. I know that, Andy, you can attest to that. I can attest to that. Marriage is difficult (laughs) and there are harder days than uh, others. And so... How can you, you know, when you think of spending time with that person, not only in the good times, but in the hard times, how do you see them respond to the trials in their own lives or the disappointments that they come across? And one last disclaimer, as we just end out that time of questions, when you're asking these questions about someone, again, just reiterating, ask these questions for yourself. I think it's a good gauge to know where am I at with the Lord? How healthy is my heart? Am I in a place that I'm ready to date? Uh, And then as you start to date someone, it's good to just ask those questions, obviously, about that person just to see where are they headed? Where's their heart at? And I think anytime we do a list too, especially like in this one, um, and if we're doing a Green Flags one next, it's really important to note that like while we're doing this, we're encouraging you to date with wisdom, not in perfection. Like we're aware no one's perfect. No one that you date is going to be perfect. You're not perfect that we've said multiple times. And so just learn how to do this wisely, not perfectly, and not expecting perfection from someone else either. Yeah. A couple last thoughts before we close. I, again, I page like what you just said. Get, when we get a list, and maybe I'm just speaking for the guys, <laughs> but we can get pretty intense with, oh, these are the five things. Okay, I'm going to laser focus, right, on these five <laughs> things. I'm going to do exactly what they said. I'm going to, and so I want to, just a couple encouragements. One, date intentionally, but not with intensity, right? Wow. Like, like go in with, with, a, with an idea of like, you know, like when I go to the grocery store, I know what I'm looking for. I know what I need. And so before we date, maybe that's a, a conversation you need to have with yourself. Like, what am I actually looking for? Well, I feel like everyone's been on a really intense date, too. Like, you're on your first date, you're at Pub, and they're like, tell me about your trauma. And you're like, yeah. oh. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> no. Like, just trying to have a good yes. time here. And then, I mean, honor one another. Romans 12, 10 says, outdo one another in showing honor. Yeah. So as you date, honor each other. And what's not honoring is putting on your judge hat the entire date. And every statement they make, you're judging their soul. Right. Like yeah. just let's, let's date with some grace. Let's date with wisdom. Um, and like you said, Oakley, like turning that filter on ourselves. Like I cannot stress this enough. If we want to be self-righteous, we will never do this. We'll just say, well, you get on my level. Well, actually, before you date, before you go on a date, before you say yes or ask somebody out, maybe you start asking yourself some hard questions. Um, and then lastly, just the mentality of this is not an American Idol audition. <laughs> right. Yes, we're evaluating for a lifetime, not just a good time, but it's not an audition where they're performing for you to show them, like, this is, I, I'm worthy. Like, because all we, none of us are worthy, but God's gracious and He is loving and He is forgiving. And um, so just be wise, be whimsical, have fun while you date, trust the Lord with it, not your own understanding of it, bring other people in, and uh, I think it'll go well. Boom. Mic drop. There it is. Okay. Well, you guys, thanks for joining us today on So What? Tune in next time for Green Flags. It's a lot more upper of a podcast. So get excited. (laughs) 